Is Instagram direct messaging the most important tool in marketing today? Hi, I'm Chijoke. Welcome to the Chat Marketing Pod. With me, as always, is Ugo. Hi, Ugo. Hey, CJ. It's always uh, great to be here, and I'm really excited about today's topic, Instagram, IG, DMs, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm really excited to be talking about um, its awesomeness. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, Instagram is probably, arguably, the most um, used social media um, platform or the most loved. Um, much of the internet uses it. Most people spend, uh, you know, about a third or so of their internet time on social on um, on Instagram specifically. Sorry, and it's great, right? We love it. But there are so many features that have been built into Instagram over the years, right? So, Ugo, would you like to talk us through some of those features um, before we get into um, the DMs proper? Absolutely. And I think um, one of the original um, aspects of Instagram or the feature of Instagram that sort of got people really excited was the posts, um, you know, and the fact that it was really multimedia, you know, a picture, um, very, uh, you know, very visual in so many ways and, and, and which, which made it uh, an instant favorite for people because people could just scroll to Trudy's different awesome posts about, you know, your friend doing something awesome, um, you know, you know, hiking or whatever it is, or, you know, having dinner, you know, and stuff like that. And the filters and things like that really made it yeah. really super special. And, and, and that was sort of the beginning of Instagram. Um, and it became sort of the marketer's dream uh, to be able to use posts to uh, display products and services and convey messaging and things like that. And they've gone through a, a wonderful journey since then, you know, releasing things like stories, which is, you know, another very visual uh, walkthrough, essentially, of content. I almost see it all, almost like a book in so many ways where you give someone a catalog and then they can flip through that catalog. I think that's the way I see stories. And that, again, really makes it powerful because you can tell your stories, <laughs> pun intended, uh, true stories, right? And, and again, for, for marketers, that me meant that you're not just conveying one post. Um, you can actually use several posts uh, to convey, to educate your, 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 your would-be prospects and your audience about, um, you know, your products and your services. And, and for us as well, we could, you know, tell stories about that trip we had to uh, some exotic lo location or something like that, right? <laughs> or, you know, what we did last night, um, you know, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, I mean, th there's a lot of really cool use cases for, for stories, but I think from a marketing point of view, it's really great that you can educate um, your customers using stories. Um, and then reels, right? <laughs> Which is the answer to TikTok and, and, and sort of this short form video content, which is really taking over, you know, the, the social media space, having the ability to convey quick messages through short videos. And, and, you know, it's something that reels you in again <laughs> with the, with the oh, pun, really cool of puns today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm on a roll. So, um, again, um, it's, it's this combination of really great tools that they have, uh, and you can go down the list and think about, you know, the shoppable 
links that they have, the Instagram ads and, and the likes, and you see that they've really done a great job of, of building a marketer's tool and, and, you know, the dream tool for a marketer, um, essentially. Yeah, that's really interesting. And um, I think the relationship between stories and DMs is also very interesting. Um, obviously, DMs were probably like one of the earliest features of, of the app, if I'm, if I'm correct, or did it come a little later? Um, so DMs have always been there. And I think the, the beauty of DMs um, is that it, it does present, you know, transformational capabilities for Instagram. And it, it's always been there, but I think for most um, businesses or influencers, the challenge has always been about how to really manage their DMs because they do get quite a, a few uh, messages, um, a lot of messages, I should say, and managing what happens in the DMs becomes a challenge. It almost becomes almost um, like a poison pill for some businesses because they don't really know what to do there. Like, you know, how right. many messages are you going to respond to and things like that. But I think in recent times, um, what we're seeing with DMs is that there's been this um, recent surge um, uh, of the use of DMs to to really um, drive people into um, two-way conversations between businesses and people. And, and what's really powering that is the recent release of the Instagram um, automation uh, for DMs, which Meta released um, sometime last year, which allows you now to incorporate your chatbots into DMs. So this wasn't there. So this was the big change that came last year, which is really making DMs like the most important aspect of, of, of Instagram at the moment, in my opinion. That's very interesting. Um, so let's talk a bit about some of these transformative features that, that have come on board. I mean, can you elaborate a little more on some of the capabilities that are now um, built into the, the DMs feature? Absolutely. So I think that the, the key thing there is that, um, of course, we know that when you um, typically in Instagram, when you say, OK, um, you know, hit me up on the DMs. Um, up until last year, um, a human being had to respond to each of those messages. So it had to be manual. Someone had to log into Instagram and respond to each and every DM that you get. That becomes untenable when you <laughs> have 100,000 uh, followers who are an anxious to engage with you, right? Yeah, so yeah, what Meta released last year was the ability for you to automate the responses. And, and by that, I mean being able to use um, tools like chatbots, uh, which can listen uh, for, for specific messages and respond with predefined um, responses that you have crafted. So that's the big change that has come to Instagram. So this means that when people reach out to you now ask, asking a question, you don't necessarily need to manually respond uh, from your Instagram DM. Your chatbot can handle that conversation for you now. And that is really um, changing everything. Because when you think about Instagram and think about the fact that we talked about reels and stories and comments and posts and all of that stuff, when you now add that engagement layer and add automation to the engagement layer, it really transforms how Instagram uh, can be used by marketers to really, you know, take 
a customer from sort of point A to you know to the to the closing or to the finish line um, while sort of maintaining conversations with that customer, um, which is really really important when it comes to um, you know marketing today because. Um, traditionally, I think with Instagram, you get people telling you to go to their bios and click on the bios. The bios take you to a landing page and so on and so forth. But now you can keep people right inside Instagram and, and have those engagements and those conversations with them through DMs. That's, that sounds really, really powerful. And it appears that this, how, how much does this influence, um, customer research as well? And, and, you know, customer education, if you will call it that. From, yeah, from a business yeah yeah so let, let's look at what the, the typical customer journey really looks like right it's it starts off with product research now this is the interesting thing um i think for the vast majority of people when you're doing some product research or service research you go to google and you you search right well what's happening and what we're seeing in, in the trends these days is that more and more people are finding Instagram to be a great tool to search for businesses, to search for services. You know, like you said, people spend a ton of time on Instagram. So they they interact with a lot of businesses on Instagram. So the search function in Instagram, which I didn't mention as one of the tools, has become like your very, very similar to your Google search. So absolutely, you know, yeah. The explore yeah. page. <laughs> Exactly. So customers will start their research to figure out, you know, something, you know, I want to buy this particular product or the service. So I'm looking for an online coach. I'm looking for the best restaurant, uh, you know, or whatever it might be. So they start their product research from there. Now, when they do that search, what they get back in return would be posts, stories, people, you know, and so on and so forth, hashtags. Now, Based on that, they would kind of, you know, also look at things like the comments and the, you know, engagement underneath, like, you know, how, what do people say about their experiences um, using these uh, products or services. Now, that sort of takes them to the next level where basically for a business, this is where you're acquiring that customer, right? This is where the customer is coming in now. They've done their research. They now want to sort of pull the trigger and move forward with you. Um, and that's whole you know, stages like the acquisition stage for a business or the stage where the customer really, you know, now gets into saying, okay, I'm ready to buy. And and after that, um, because this is really important is that you don't just want to say, okay, yeah, buy, you know, you're done. <laughs> Thank you for buying our stuff. See you later. Um, you know, you want to also provide ongoing service, you know, we need to provide them with enough information and things like that. So there's that ongoing service. And then finally, you want to turn them into, um, into fans, into advocates of your brand, right? So that's sort of the last sort of stage. And and, and, and people call it loyalty or, or, you know, there are different words for it, but I think being an advocate is really uh, where that lies. So let's really kind of step through each of these different stages and see how Instagram um, plays a role. So we talked about product research. So you're using Instagram search, right? You're using Instagram search to search for stuff and you're searching content, Paid, organic, whatever it is, is coming up uh, as, yeah. as, as search results, right? Um, then you get into acquisition where you're using things like shoppable links, the social e-commerce. You know, Instagram has a lot of those type of things where you can have shoppable links um, for your products or services. And then finally, 
you know, your DMs are open, of, of course, for, for, you know, for questions and ongoing sort of, you know, you know, uh, support, basically. Um, so that's basically how Instagram works. But the way, but when you think about how direct messaging can really change the way this customer journey um, operates, um, you can think about it even at that product research phase. Can you get your prospects or your audience into a DM immediately and start having a conversation with them? Right. And that's that's really where it starts to change the way the customer journey on Instagram, um, you know, can, can, can unfold and, and how it can really drive a lot of really great results for businesses who start to implement strategies where they get you straight into the DMs and start having that conversation, hearing what their customers have to say and responding um, with the right responses um, as they move along. That's really interesting. And um, so. During this acquisition, this um, acquisition stage, like to what extent are those um, conversational experiences um, really like crucial for a business? Yeah, I would say that um, you know when it comes to you know conversational experiences or having a conversation with your customer through chat, I think you have to think about three key things. Right, you have to think about educating. Your, your, your prospects or your audience or educating your would-be customers. Um, you have to think about building trust and then you have to sell, right? So these are the three stages you're looking at um, from your perspective when it comes to, you know, your conversational design. So at the product research stage, you're doing a lot of education. You're doing a lot of educating. You're doing a lot of trying to build that trust, trying to deliver a lot of value, so when someone clicks on your ad and you say something like, well, if you're interested in learning more, DM me, DM me with the word, say, find out or something like that. You know, it could be anything. Um, if, you, if you're in an online coaching, um, if you're an online coach or you do online courses or you do any sort of professional services and you have something like an ebook or a guide, you might say, you know, DM me with the word guide to receive a guide. And that might be the trigger to get someone into into your chat to slide into your DM, as, as the as, as the cool kids say. Um, so yeah, you get people into your DM, and then you know your chatbot can then guide them through that um, you know through a conversation that educates them about what your services are all about, what your products are all about, what makes you different. Now you start to build trust based on that. Right. And that is really important for acquiring the customer because the more they feel like they can trust you because you're providing this upfront value, they get more interested in moving forward with you. And that's where the possibility of acquiring that customer becomes even higher. And based on that conversation um, where you're educating them, that can lead into a conversation about, okay, you want to make your next move. Here is how you can, right? It's still educating in a way, but you're now moving them into that funnel where you're trying to close the sale. You're trying to tell them what your products are. You're showing them your product catalog. Um, you know, for e-commerce, an example, you might have a catalog. You're guiding them. You're, you're becoming their personal shopper almost. Um, you know what, what? You know what's your style? Understanding that style and then offering them up with the right type of 
you know, apparel, if you're selling clothes, as an example, you're, you're, you're offering them, okay, here's, here's exactly what you're looking at based on this conversation that we're having right now. And that's where that acquisition comes in. And, and once you're done with that, you move into that service uh, realm where, okay, we've sent out your, um, you know, we've sent out your clothing to you. It should be there in the next few days. Um, you know, and you keep them abreast of whatever information uh, they need to get uh, based on the fact that you have that open line of communication. So what DMs present is the ability to, to guide the customer through all that, all the steps of their customer journey without leaving that conversation with you. When you leave the customer to kind of do their own research, then they will make the decisions, you know, based on sort of, the, you know, you know, yeah, it's, it's no longer in your control, biases, but you can take, yeah. exactly, but you can take control of that whole process by, by launching them into conversational experiences immediately. That's very interesting. And I mean, I think you touched on this already, but it sounds like acquiring the customer is one thing, but it almost seems like with the capabilities that we've discussed you know, you are able to keep that relationship growing, keep it, maintain it basically, and, you know, keep the customers um, engaged and while engaging with them, like, you know, constantly and um, keeping that feedback um, active and responsive um, almost 24-7, right? 100%. And and this is really important because I think most marketers and most businesses know that the cost of acquisition for, for customers is really high. Um, you know, with, with, with chatbots and chat marketing, it's, it's much lower than, you know, your traditional, um, um, your traditional marketing, um, you know, strategies, but at the same time, it's cheaper to, to retain, right? It's, it's cheaper to retain regardless of how you, you acquire a customer, it's cheaper to retain them because if you remain engaged, if you remain helpful, if they think they can rely on you, if you maintain that relationship, you provide them with swift service while they are on board. If you're serving up relevant content to them based on their needs, based on you know your understanding of who your customer is, then there is every likelihood that they will you know feel delighted by the type of service you're offering. And and that leads to repeat business. And that's how you retain your customer. And even more importantly, that's how you turn them into advocates or fans, right? So it it is very important that when you acquire a customer that you're also thinking about the conversational strategy or the conversational experiences that are required to also retain them. So when they feel like there's that personal touch, there's that personalized communication with them they're more likely to stick with you Hmm, absolutely that sounds great so well that's a lot to chew on but i guess the question the next question really is well how do we get started with this you know how do you um begin this journey of really harnessing the full potential of your um instagram direct messaging as a business owner yeah yeah and and I, i i must say that First and foremost, um, this is something that any type of business can do. Like the big businesses are already doing it. So you look at, you know, top firms, Sephora, Levi's, and some really big organizations have already had, uh, have these chat marketing strategies, conversational experiences going on different platforms. 
but it actually is easy for most organizations to tap into um, into this as well. And and I, I'm just going to list out what you know the, the steps and and how you can think about it. So first and foremost, you need to have a conversational experience strategy, right? And what this means is that you need to have an understanding of the various touch points, right? The various stages of your communication with your customer at the different um, stages of that customer journey, right? We talked about the product research. What is your strategy for, you know, that communication during that stage, right? (laughs) What type of... um, information is required when your customer is at that stage, right? So as an example, if your customer is researching online courses, as an example, um, what would help them make that decision, right? So do you have an ebook? Do you have a guide? Do you have a crash course, right? Do you have an Instagram crash course that can take them through understanding, you know, why, you know, understanding the questions that they might have or, putting them through why that course is necessary for them and stuff like that. So understanding your 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 those communication touch points and having a strategy around what that is going to be all about and understanding what they require at each stage is the first starting point. The next thing you want to do is to really have what you define as success. You need to have a what we call a not star metric. So this is where I'm headed to. Now it's very, very important that you simplify this. You want to have one or two key metrics, right? So as an example, um, you know, during this particular stage, I'm gonna be measuring during the product research stage, I'm gonna be measuring number of people who downloaded my ebook, right? Or number of people who scheduled a free strategy session or whatever it might be, right? You need to have that key metric right there. Now, once you have that metric, the next step is creating a roadmap, right? Based on what you have kind of figured out are your sort of touch points. Create a roadmap, you you identify, here are the use cases that I have. During the product research phase, we're gonna have a crash course, okay? Is it important? Is it not important? Okay, but it's a use case. We need FAQs because people typically have questions to ask. We need to you know, answer those questions, okay? People would have, um, would want to learn more about our services. You know, if you're a restaurant, as an example, what is your menu? What is your, what are your opening times and things like that, right? Those would be things that people will be interested in. So you want to articulate all these things and then put them in a roadmap to say, okay, what should I do first? And what is the low-hanging fruit? And when I say low-hanging fruit, I mean what is easy to do that also has really high impact. So something like FAQs, as an example, you already know the questions your customers are asking. You know exactly what, you know, what to expect in terms of FAQs. It's an easy one to do. You can create a, a quick, simple FAQ uh, chatbot that allows you to answer questions from your customers. You know, so simple informational bots can be a starting point. And then you sort of layer on more complex chatbots as you go along. Um, now, once you're done with that, you need to choose the right mix of tools. Now, there's so many tools out there. You know, mini chat is a really good one for your chat uh, marketing platform. They have really great um, support for Instagram, for Facebook, SMS, 
uh, WhatsApp, Telegram, and the rest. Um, you have Integromat, which is really good uh, for integrations. You also have Zapier and the likes. And you know you, you might have your CRM systems and things like that. So you want to make sure you have the right mix of tools. And then finally, you, you implement, you learn, and you innovate. It's a constant learning process. If you want to get good at this, you need to learn from what, um, you know, what worked, what didn't work, and then sort of modify things, iterate and modify, and then continue to innovate, and then layer on even more um, um, awesome chat, chat, chat marketing um, strategies and, and experiences as you move along. So that's that's really it. That, that's really all you really need to do is. Uh, one, define, you know, your strategy, um, you know, identify the use cases you want to look at at each stage, um, define what your what success means to you in terms of key, key criteria, uh, create a roadmap uh, based on your prioritization. Like we said, you know, low effort, high impact sort of stuff you want to start with and then sort of get more complex as time goes on, get the right tools and implement your stuff. And then finally, continue to learn and innovate. That sounds really interesting. Um, so can we first discuss, I'm, I'm going to come to, um, you know, what level of effort is required to pull this stuff off, but we'll get to that in a minute. But can we maybe discuss some of the, um, you know, most popular use cases that you've seen in, in, this, um, in, in, in this sort of implementation? Absolutely. So I would say that um, first and foremost, I think we see a lot of, um, the, the funnel-like use cases where you're trying to drive people into a sales funnel. Now, I, I think use cases also depend on the industry, right? Um, so if you're a restaurant, as an example, the things that matter to you might be completely different from what matters to an online coach or an e-commerce store. So, but the, some of the simple sort of um, chatbot solutions that we see across the board would be things like FAQs, right? That information, being able to provide someone with the right information at the right time when they ask for something is really important. So with a combination of AI and, and your chatbots, you can understand what questions your customers are asking and then provide them with responses that make sense. So as, a, as an example, if you're a restaurant, people might want to know when, where your opening times are. Um, you want to be able to understand you know, what they're asking, you know, you know, in terms of, oh, when are you open on Thursdays? And you, you should be able to process that, that information and, and return with a response that, that is actually clearly stating what times you're open on Thursdays specifically, because you might have different opening times across the week and stuff like that. Um, so I think those are the kind of things you see with, say, restaurants. You might want to give someone an ebook as an example um, to give them a little bit more knowledge about um, your products and your services. And to do that, you could use Instagram stories automation as an example. So you could have a story where people reply to a story. And once they reply to that story, you're giving them, you're serving them, um, you're taking them straight into a DM and serving them up with, with an ebook or a guide or something of that nature. So there's so, several different ways you can look at it. I think it really depends on the industry, but I think, you know, things like FAQs, things like scheduling um, is another really big one. Things like providing people with ebooks and capturing their information, putting them in the lead 
uh, in Elite 4NL and things like that. So those are the kind of things that we see a lot. And then customer service as well. You know, where is my order? <laughs> you know, when is it arriving? What's holding it up? I have right. a problem with this. You know, all those things can become use cases that you can handle through through your conversational experiences. That sounds amazing. And I mean, the the last bit, especially like people want to get instant feedback on some of these sorts of questions, right? Like no one's asking a question and expecting you to reply three days later or whatever it is. So I think it's really, really powerful to be able to have um, these sorts of like just plug and play solutions that you're able to um, deliver on these expectations um, instantly. Yeah. That That's quite brilliant. But let's Absolutely. talk a bit about what level of effort... Sorry, sorry. Just, just, just to put, just to put a, <laughs> put a dot on that. Nobody wants to be ghosted, right? So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so typically, yeah, people just want you to respond to them as quickly as possible. Yeah. So if you're a business and you're ghosting your, your audience, they don't feel too great about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it does. It doesn't work great for relationships, um, even business <laughs> relationships. Um, yeah. Okay. So let, let's talk about what level of effort um, is required to sort of um, implement this stuff, right? Um, because a lot of people are probably yeah. going to be listening to you right now and wondering, well, how much do I need to invest in this? Um, is it going to be worth it? So maybe talk us through some of that. Um, so I think level of effort has to be um, spoken about um, in terms of return on investment. That, that is, it has to start with what level, uh, what return on investment am I getting based on my level of effort? Because the different levels of effort when it comes to, when it comes to, you know, having a chat marketing strategy, you can decide I'm just going to do FAQs and that's it. Um, and then, yeah, you know, people will get answers to you you know, to the questions that, that matters to them, it will be relevant and, and, and valuable to them, but then um, you're taking them out of that experience to do something else. So I think in terms of level of effort, um, the tools that you have, you know, the likes of ManyChat um, are really designed um, to be intuitive, easy to use. I think a lot of the effort is in understanding your own business processes. And which is really valuable at the end of the day, because this helps you not only with your chat marketing strategy or your conversational marketing strategy, also helps you to understand your business even more and, and learn how to continue to innovate uh, other aspects of your business, other processes that you have in your business. So the biggest level of effort, I would say, is really in um, articulating and understanding, you know, who your customers are, how they engage with you what the different processes are as they engage with you um, at each stage of their customer journey. Um, and once you can articulate that, I think implementing this, the, the various chatbots or in implementing a strategy around those uh, processes become really easy. Um, so I think the level of effort really comes in in, in that area. But again, um, like I said, this is something that a lot of organizations are doing. Um, so it's not really um very very complex um once you get started you you probably would think that why haven't i been doing this all this while <laughs> right so um yes you need to put in effort into anything you're doing in business anyways you need to put in some effort but i think it the roi is just unbelievable so you know there, there are a number of you know the numbers that we throw around 
uh, in terms of like open rates, as an example, uh, open rate for DMs is around 80, 80% plus. You know, we see customers who hit 90% in open rates and that's sim- simple. You know, people just open their DMs. Um, they don't, <laughs> not, not as much with emails. So when you look at some of the ROI, um, you start to see that it is something that you absolutely need to do. Uh, level of effort, like I said, really revolves around understanding your processes. And once you do, um, the rest becomes easier. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And thank you so much, Ugo, for the insights. You've been absolutely um, sensational. And um, I, I'm sure our listeners um, will find a lot of this to be um, highly valuable. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your insights and look, looking forward to the next time. Yeah, absolutely. This was a fun one. Um, time really, you know, blew, blew, blew by real, real quick. Uh, but yeah, it is awesome. And, and I would just want to say like, if people want to learn more about, uh, conversational marketing strategies or understanding how, um, to get started, if it feels, you know, too overwhelming and you want to just get started, you know, please send us an email, um, at info at automationways.io. We'll put, um, our information in our podcast description. Um, so you can hit us up there or you can go to our website, um, automationways.io to learn more about, um, how you can get started. We have a really cool guide that walks you through sort of the, the, the chat marketing 101 <laughs> that you need. Um, so we're happy yeah. to send that across to you as well. So, um, you know, get in touch Absolutely. with us and, um, yeah. 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 And, and I just wanted to add, it is, it is quite apt because, um, you could go straight to, um, our Instagram page at automation ways and DM us the word guide to get our chat marketing guide as well. And, you know, obviously follow us on socials, subscribe to our podcast. Um, we'll be bringing you much, many more of these, um, insights. All right. This has been the chat marketing pod brought to you by automation ways. I'm Chijoke and we've had Ugo. Thank you guys. And, See you next time.